welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this month's show, we're going to be talking about Blood Tide from Big Finish, which is a Sixth Doctor story, which was a, a change to the advertised uh, programme, was it? Because we on our last uh, podcast that Paul and I were on, we said we are going to do a Fifth Doctor story. <laughs> yes. Um, but, it, but, we changed... but it's been so long since we actually did that episode, he's regenerated. <laughs> Well, I think I th- our reasoning behind it is because we've got the uh, the Sea Devils uh, returning to Doctor Who uh, in which we think is going to be the next few weeks or well, next month anyway. Um, yeah, that so is we time think next gonna... month, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So over Easter, isn't it? So uh, we thought, well, why not? Well, Paul thought, why not? Let's let's do a little tie-in with uh, with the Silurians there. So it's uh, so that that's that's necessitated the the the, uh, the, the change in plan there. So that's what we're going to be doing a bit later on. Uh, but first, the news. Now, um, since we've been away, not a lot has really uh, sort of really happened. Uh, but it's been a few sort of interesting sort of tidbits have come out uh, from Chris Reckleston, um, of of all people, actually. Now, he was recently at a uh, a con in I think it was in Australia, wasn't it, Paul? I think the Supernova Con, I think it was called in Australia. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Anyway, um, if you know, as usual, during the uh, the uh, sort of the Q and A panel that he attended, obviously there's always going to be questions about Doctor Who, um, and basically sort of come about, you know, the thing about sort of like doing the sixth anniversary and uh, sort of doing a, a multi-doctor uh, story. Now he replied with, "He's never been a fan of multi-doctor stories and found that there've been um, a bit of a, a cash in and a bit of exploitation." And basically said if they want him back, they get him on his own. Because his doctor is a one-man band. He doesn't work with other doctors, according to Eccleston. Um What are your thoughts on this, Paul? Do, do you think this is, this is a thawing of the ice? Because he did say he'd come back to Doctor Who when hell freezes over. Well, certainly on the television side of things anyway. Do, do you think this is a, a change in heart, of heart or not? Well, I... I suppose you've got to say the fact that he's at a panel talking about Doctor Who is um, something of a of a step in the right direction. Yeah, that. and he's obviously done the big finish stuff. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's just yeah, I, it's it's a way of saying he doesn't want to be in the sixtieth without just saying I don't want to be in the sixtieth. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's sort of it's almost like dangling the carrot of saying. Yeah. You know, to someone and someone, yeah, I, I would do it, but only if, and here's my yeah. demands. You know, so which I don't yeah. think is uh, it's, it's, well. It's, it's, it's I've got nothing. I've got nothing against doing Doctor Who. I just don't want to do that sort of story, and it is saying basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, actually, I mean what would be... happen if actually somebody offered him the chance to do uh, just a, a story on his own? Um, whether he'd find a reason to turn that down as well, I don't know. I don't know either. Actually, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's just good that he's he's doing big finish, really. And as you say, the fact he's at a con answering questions about Doctor Who, which a few yeah. years ago you never dreamt would have would have happened, actually. But uh, I think the thing is, I I would like to see him. I think we all would actually. I think every Doctor Who yeah. fan would like to see him in the sixtieth, um, in some shape or form. Uh, but I mean, has enough water. Pass on the bridge between him and the and the old producer, and now new you know, the you know, the returning producers of Doctor Who is RTD, Phil Collinson, and I've forgotten her name. It's not not Jane Tranter, um, Julie. Oh God, 
I'm terrible at names lately. Yeah, no, um, I am as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of a name, but uh, yeah, because um, that that was the you know that was the catalyst for him leaving, wasn't it? He didn't like the way yeah. they run the they run the show. Ugh. Don't know. I think he seems to be a very principled man, Christopher Eccleston. I think it's so, just basically he's done enough work that he can be cheesy. I think yeah, he's probably yeah, exactly. he's probably you know the 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 thing on that. And I don't think he particularly came as in like Tennant was the the fanboy, wasn't he? So, you know, he yeah. I don't think he comes from that sort of line of doctors. So, yeah, I guess it's just probably another job for him and a job that he probably did at the time he didn't necessarily enjoy. So, no, exactly. That's certainly well, the case. He did enjoy it, didn't how, he? How many so. of us would want to re- redo a job we didn't enjoy? Oh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think each and every one of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we talk at the Chris Reckleson. Right, there there would the, be the question of how much. <laughs> but, oh, um, oh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> but These I are suspect, my terms. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I suspect. Yeah, once you get to the position where that's not necessarily the first thought you need to have when you're offered a job, then yeah, you're not. You're gonna. You're gonna hold out for to, to do what you want to do, aren't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, well. What he said here, um, and all these sort of like questions about the sixth anniversary, leads us into um, some other sort of sixth anniversary rumours this time. So, of course, that means only one thing as Omega's Tittle Tattle Corner. Here, Doctor, everything is possible. Now, after what I just said about uh, Chris Freckleston um, would come back on his own, um, now there's another the sort of rumour going around for the sixth anniversary um, that. We would see, uh, we've had all the David Tennant um, rumours going around, haven't we, that Jodie Whittaker would pass the baton to David Tennant as an alternate Doctor or a 14th Doctor, but not the 10th Doctor. Um, but he said, we'll also see a comeback for Matt Smith, Chris Freckleson and Peter Capaldi. Um, now, this sort of ties in with a, with a the sort of what RTD said about it wasn't going to be a 60th anniversary special, it was going to be a, a sort of 60th anniversary series in 2023 so i mean what do you think to this one paul do you think again this is a bit too wild or is did you think this is a you know a bit more of a a better connection to what might happen i mean it would be an interesting idea to be able to do it rather than actually have if you had four episodes that were linked but were in their own way standalone Mm. that had a different doctor in each that could work. I think so. Yeah, because I mean, you wouldn't, it wouldn't then be tied into the 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 problems you have with a multi story. Whereas you know, what does what does two of them do while one of them's talking and whatever. Yeah, and it also actually would tie into with to a certain extent with what Christopher Eccleston, we just said Christopher Eccleston saying about I'd do it on my own. Do it on my own. Yeah, do, exactly. But it could exactly. be part of a a much bigger story. Well, I mean, I mean, this, this same article also goes goes on to say um, RTD, who clearly wants a repeat of 1983's feature-length 20th anniversary special, The Five Doctors. Um, well, yeah, that, that's not the same thing at all, really. It's sort of this article, no. sort of. This is why I'm sort of like saying, you know, is this a pinch of sort of a massive sack of salt where we've got to uh, yeah. take with this? Because They're hedging their it, bets on both. They can say they was yeah. right if, if either came true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I mean, we well, you know something's going to happen yeah. um, next year, really. But um, 
I mean, and this this would this would take the pressure off whoever the new Doctor is from being in the sixtieth. Yeah, he could then turn up or with a, the, the, the up. series yeah. after. Yeah, he she. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, the... this this article also says. I mean, I don't know where they get this information from, but this person says I can reveal that Jodie Whittaker's replacement will hardly appear in the show when it returns in twenty twenty three. Uh, no. well, I mean that that, that would knows? make sense. That would make it, sense because th- that would take. I say that would, that would then they then could then get the sixtieth out of the way, do all the mm. fan stuff, and then if they wanted to give a complete reboot to the series, they can do it the following year. Yeah, with the exactly. following series. Yeah, precisely. Oh well, time will tell. Time will tell. But the thing is, we we've got two more. Specials to come from Joseph Whitaker yet, so um, yeah, I think let, let's uh, let, let's let's enjoy those <laughs> before we yeah. we're sort of getting ahead of themselves this little bit, really. Um, now the next item in Tittle Tattle Corner, um, this one probably excites me more than excites uh, Paul, to be honest. But uh, rumours are abound that there's going to be a Lego Doctor Who game um, in development from TT Games, who have done all the previous Lego. Um, console games uh which is going to be yeah it's going to be uh a nice time another lego dock to time for the 60th anniversary um yeah i i'd like the idea of this actually um i never played lego dimensions which featured um the doctor or the doctors i should say in that um because i I just balked at the, the the price of the the initial game you had to buy yeah. Uh, but which has now been since been discontinued, and those original games are now going for an arm and a leg, um, changing hands for quite a lot of money. Um, so if this did come out, if I jump at the chance. But I think Lego. I mean, I've played all the other Le- like Lego, you know, Star Wars and Lego Indiana Jones and The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. You know, I've, I've played them all. Um, and I think Doctor Who. Are, are, are you a Lego wizard? <laughs> <laughs> well. What I was going to say is, I mean, A, the, the, you know, they're fun. They're really good fun games to play. Um, and B, because it involves a lot of uh, sort of puzzle solving in them as well, it lends itself to Doctor Who. Yeah. And I think that's why Doctor Who's had such a tough time trying to sort of find its niche on a console um, yeah, platform. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not a shoot 'em up game, is no, it? No, exactly or that. Sure, it shouldn't be a shoot 'em up No, it shouldn't be. Um, I mean, that's why I like the... I mean, remember years ago, they did those free... Certainly in the UK, anyway, they had those free PC games for for, yeah. for Matt Smith. They were brilliant. And again, they're proper stories in there, lots of puzzle solving, um, which are you know, utterly brilliant. Um, they've done the recent VR games um, and, the, and the non-VR one, which I've got Scott for his... Um, for his birthday this year, uh, but I, I played it or tried playing it. It's not that great. Again, it's puzzle solving, but they made it so ridiculously hard. It's almost unplayable, to be yeah. honest. I, I find, um, and the controls on it are are pretty awful. If I very very Scott gets very frustrated with it. So because it's not, you know, people of all ages are going to play this game, and I think again they just got the audience wrong. Yeah, I, you, know, you find it incredibly hard, but Scott just breezes. <laughs> no, that, that's the thing he doesn't. I have to sort of. I mean, I he said, "Daddy, can you help me?" And I'd sort of go and help him. And I thought, I'm scratching my head because there's no um, most games like that. It's it's like third person, sorry, first person view, 
And yet again, it's another game where you're not playing as the Doctor. Yeah. And I don't know why they've got this aversion from actually casting the player as the Doctor. But I think, it, but you know, it, at least in the, the Lego games, you will play as the Doctor. Or, and certainly the Lego Dimensions one, you played as the, and the different Doctors and different TARDISes and you know, the different console rooms. And it was, there was a, it was a lot of love and attention put into that. There really was. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, if it's true, I'm there. I, I'm there with this game because I, I think that, you know, um, they're just good fun. They're just really good fun to play the Lego yeah. games. So it's... Uh, and TT Games have made all the previous ones as well. So, I mean, they, they've got a very good track record of capturing the the atmosphere of, of that particular franchise that they're, that they're doing. So would it be like Star Wars or... They I mean, do Marvel and DC as well. So, you know, they've... Um, they know what they're doing. They really do know what they're doing. So... Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that one, that one Paul. Um, I, hope, I hope this one does work and, and come off. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Um, so now, just to, to wrap up the news um, for, for this particular episode, uh, obviously, since we've been away, we, we've lost uh, three people connected to the world of, of Doctor Who. And uh, most recently, we, we said goodbye to Linda Barron, who passed away at the age of 82. Now, um, Linda Barron... Of course, she'll be familiar to um, Doctor Who fans as Captain Rack in Enlightenment. She was also worked in the uh, the sort of like the the toy was it the toy department or whatever or perfume department yeah. in uh, Closing Time, which matched with story, and also famous for singing that catchy tune, the Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon in the Gunfighters. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, for to a lot of people though, she probably best remembered as Nurse Gladys Emmanuel from Open All Hours. Uh, really, yeah. um, and I think to and, and another generation uh, really was in uh, Come Outside, um, which which featured uh, Pippin the dog. It was it was like a preschoolers sort of toddlers program as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, she's sort. Of, I think she's well known to quite a few generations there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just from that list of going through, I mean, that's almost you know there at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. Doctor Who as well. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's uh, yeah, it's very, very, very sad actually. I think. Do you know? What, I think one point. I think we should um, cover. Have we done Enlightenment? We haven't, have we? As a no. as a uh, as a target book or something. So I think we might maybe um, uh, maybe, maybe we'll do that one in the uh, uh, at some point. It might be quite good. Yeah. I actually quite like Enlightenment as a story. Actually, and I think she was rather good in it because it was so different. Because at the time. She was on telly uh, as Nurse Gladys, really, wasn't she? Around about the same time. Yeah. So um, to see her do something like that, I, I, I think she does a really good performance. Um, and also, just a chance to watch. Since I watched that. So, yeah, yeah, same here. Same here. I'm all for, um, I'm all for that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we do that next episode? Then should we just get that out of the way now? Should we do that next yeah. episode? Okay, yes. we're doing Enlightenment as, as a little tribute to Linda Barron. There we are. So. Um, and also, we get to watch Lee John's uh, bizarre yes. performance again. <laughs> yes. Oh dear! Excellent. Now, um, also, we said goodbye to the writer Henry Lincoln, who died at the age of ninety-one. Now, there's sort of like a couple of sort of things to note here. Henry Lincoln was the last surviving writer from the nineteen sixties period of Doctor Who, and now it's quite a a terrible milestone, really. There are none left now who wrote for Doctor Who in the 1960s, um, which is quite a... Yeah, that, that's that's quite a thing to say, 
really, and 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 to sort of sort of realise. To be honest, yeah. it really is. But um, but not only that, he co-created uh, the Yeti and um, the character of uh, Lethbridge Stewart as well. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah, famous for that. I mean, he he wrote the Abominable Snowmen um, and the follow-up, uh, the Web of Fear. Um, but then didn't have so much success with his third and final co-credit for Doctor Who, which was The Dominators, uh, which is um, not one of the, the best of, of no. Doctor Who's by any stretch of the imagination. It really isn't. But, uh, yeah, it's a, but it's just a sad day to, to have to say that that's the last of them gone now yeah. from that period. It really is. It's really sad. But, it yeah, really is I sad. mean, from the basis that I didn't really see the, the web for years, I mean, probably until... Not that many years ago, when it was rediscovered, yeah, um, you, you have to say, yeah. I mean, he basically did though set the platform for what was my younger self watching Doctor Who with Unit. Yeah, is is due to that character, really, due, isn't yeah, it? So, yeah, precisely, precisely. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, we got we got a lot to thank him for. We really have, Erinica. Yes. Really have, um, and lastly, since we since we were um, last, sort of pulling our last on air, as it were, um, unfortunately, Stuart Bevan uh, died at the age of seventy three. Um, now, as everyone, Doctor Who fans will know, Stuart Bevan played Professor Clifford Jones, who swept Joe Grant off her feet um, in the Green Death, and also swept Katie Manning off her feet as well, for, for yes. that matter. Um, yeah, that one did come as a bit of a shock to me, actually. Yeah, it, that that really did. Um, but I mean, not only not only so you'd that. You've only just recently been done the thing, hadn't he, for one of the box? Yeah, yeah, for the the, um, the box sets, didn't he? Yeah, because um, yeah. he did that little that Green Death um, thing with uh, Katie Manning. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's also. I mean, I, I didn't realise he was also in to serve with love with Sidney Poitier. Yeah, as well actually. Um, and for years, I was beginning to wonder if it was him. He, he was in Step to Sunride again. He played the vet. And I think he's right at the bottom of the cast list on that one. Uh, you barely, I recognised him. You, know, you don't really get a good look at his face, but I just oh. sort of like, just sort of, I just sort of recognised him. Um, but it's also things like, he was also Emmerdale Farm, uh, Blake Seven in Eden Line, Grange Hill, Brookside, um, Shoestring as well, Paul. Have you watched yes. that box set yet? <laughs> uh, no, I've still, I've still got to get round to the second, second series one as well, because obviously. There was disputes over releasing that, and it's I know, yes. no, no, it's been out. So I've got, so I've got series one, but now you can only buy series one and two together, which always oh. annoys me. <laughs> yes, yes, that is bad. That actually, no, that is bad. But uh, oh dear, yeah. So it's um, yeah, we we hate sort of, you know, finish up the uh, news sort of section, um, sort of announcing people who have passed away, but um, unfortunately, it seems to be a, a sort of running theme over the last few months, doesn't it? Really? It's yeah, just not, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. not yeah, nice well, at all. It, it is going to be. I mean, but as we said about Stuart Bevan, his character that uh, led the Doctor to drink and drive. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But, uh, oh well. Oh well. So let, let's hope next, let's hope we, when we come back next month, Paul, it's, it's a little bit more, uh, we've got some better news to, to, uh, to talk about. That's, yes. Uh, there we go. Well, actually, next month we might not do a lot because next month, Paul, we might be talking about Legends of the Sea Devils. Yes, that is probably going to be our April, um, our April um, 
podcast actually but uh, but i think we will do enlightenment after that i think yes yeah but uh anyway um that's it for the news for this month so coming up next um is our review for blood tide so for another episode then that was the news Okay then, we're going to talk Big Finish now and Silurians uh, in the Big Finish story, Blood Tide. So let's have a little listen to a clip. There's something in here. Some sort of lizard, I think. Please, I saw them. The Bible tells us that this world of ours is a mere 6,000 years old. That the Lord created in six days. That there was but one flood. Devils! With three eyes I saw them. It's about the size and proportions of a man. Two arms, two legs. They're here! So to my mind, these fossils should not exist. And now they have come back. Yes. Yes, they have come back. Now, before we get cracking, uh, this story was released quite a long time ago now. It was released in July 2001. Um, So, of course, uh, as we discuss this, there will be spoilers abound. So, um, if you haven't listened to this story, turn off now and come back to us when you have. So, you have been warned. Uh, So, anyway... um, now we've got a little disclaimer out of the way. It's my turn to start off, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure where to begin with this one. Um, I think I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it. I think I think I think I start with the positives. This has got Maggie Stables in it. Yes. For, for a start, Evelyn Smythe, my favourite big finish companion for the doctor um and also it's got colin bake which i think is also is fantastic on big finish as well so, so, uh, they so make... shall, shall, can i can i jump in here and say that yeah, one on. thing that actually disappoints me about this episode what's that is the fact they're actually not in that many scenes together no they're not are they they do get split when, which, up in which which yeah i mean in works in terms of actually it actually gives her a chance to be to go off and actually to run part of the story, which actually hasn't happened much in the Evelyn Smythe stories we've heard. Mm. But it does mean you lose what is one of the best, I think, of the big finish double acts of Doctor and Companion. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. I mean... And, be, it, and in terms of being the right companion for the right Doctor. Well, exactly. I think I think that's the... Because she's an, an, an a, like a... a, a I can put it so older than your usual companion because usually this sort of young female, but this she's a lot older female, but she gives the doctor a good run for his money hmm. all the time. She's it's, taking yeah. nonsense off of him, yeah, does she? It's, she it's, pricks it's, his yeah. pomposity, doesn't? Because he's yeah. A, which, yeah, which is exactly what the sixth doctor needs. Yeah, and it, definitely but does it in such a a subtle way in some t- cases. And they're not mm. such like in some other, but you know, but just in that, the whole fact that it's not done with, with almost like she's trying to get one up on him. It is literally yeah. just pointing out 
how ridiculous he's just made himself sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about her. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um so this was about the this story's all about the sixth doctor and the evening smythe meeting Charles Darwin on the uh I can't say this word properly. Galapagos Islands. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say it again. That's that's it. That's it. We're Um, we're ready to that one out. That's it. (laughs) I'll just edit that one in in any other times you need to say it. I will do. Yeah, I'll just just say those hot islands. (laughs) Yes. With tortoises on them. Um, Yeah, it's... um, So, yeah, and they they wake a group of Silurians um, on, on there as well. So... Um, now this this for me, apart from the Charles Darwin angle and a little bit some of the revelations that come out later on in the story, um, I thought this was almost like a retread of John Pertwee's story, the Silurians, even down to yes. the I'm going to release a virus to kill mankind, yes, um, and sort of you know capturing people and imprisoning them, and oh dear, we're going over old ground again. Yeah, that that I mean, the the one twist was the fact that. They was actually um, food. Mm. Apes and humans were food to them, and and Homo sapiens were a result of a of a breeding program carried out yeah. by uh, two was it Tulok, wasn't it? Um, yeah, this renegade Silurian scientist, which sort of turned everything on it on its head a little bit, and also um, sort of shook up Charles Darwin's theories as well, didn't it? So, which I thought was yeah. an interesting twist. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 was that was the thing, wasn't it? Was to make it the whole how Darwin sees this and how it starts to form his opinions and mm. whatever. I mean that that's that's the major part of the story. The 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 other bit that actually I quite liked that took it. I know, I know exactly what you mean about um, this is very much the Silurians remade. Yeah. Um, the the only thing I did like about this was the fact that. Really, the Doctor at no point, well, very, very briefly tries to say, oh, you can all share the planet. No, it was basically, uh, no, we've got to stop you. Yeah. Which, to be that honest, was... is probably a little bit more, that's more Sixth Doctor, that isn't yeah. it, really. That, that's more in keeping with with his character, I think. Yeah, but I think, actually, the fact that they then didn't, we didn't have a, a long time spent on where they could, uh, where peace could be found between... Silurians mm. and was was the thing that made this different, and I quite like the fact that we didn't go over that ground again. No, no, exactly. I, I just I thought when they, when so they introduced the virus, I thought, oh no, this has been done. You know, I mean, surely they've yeah. got come with it with a. I'm okay. They did come up with some more, some more, as you said, the twists about them creating humanity and, the, and apes and humans were just food for them. Um, and he deliberately sabotaged the as his Tulok, the, the the renegade scientist. Yeah. Deliberately sabotaged all the hibernation pods. Yeah. This well, wasn't cause... this wasn't just a a mechanical failure this time. No. No, exactly. He'd done it on purpose because they cast him out for his uh, well, basically for his forbidden breeding programs and his yes. abominations. One of which was the Merka. Because uh, this story does does feature the return of the Merka, um, yeah, which was sort of why we we ended up. Oh, I pointed you in the direction of it. What I can't actually understand is is actually this could well have been a Sea Devil story, and probably considering it was underwater, um, it should have been. There is there is yeah enough of this is actually happens around water. Yeah, 
and has the Merker in it, it actually would have made more sense had it been a Sea Devil story. Yeah, it would have done. It would have done. Um, I think... Nice idea, I think, but the Merker's very much a visual thing, isn't it? It doesn't talk. It just roars. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, actually... I don't think it really worked on audio for me, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I, I quite liked... I mean, I think it worked well enough for me to actually feel that, yeah, the boat was under attack from a large sea creature rather than, as I try, as I was imagining later, listening when I listened to it the second time, um, the boat was being attacked by the pantomime murker from <laughs> Warriors of the Deep. Do you know, I, I think that's the problem with it because that, that particular monster comes with, with, with that baggage, doesn't it? If you know what it is, I mean, if you have never seen the Merkur before, it won't mean anything to you. It's just a, mm. it's just a generic monster. But if you've seen Warriors of the Deep, and you know the shortcomings that story, or the not the story, the production has, yeah. I should, I should, I should say, really. Um, and, have you and seen the, that story more than you wanted to, as we have? Due have to we have exactly? Yeah, over, over the, the course of the of, of this podcast, because um, actually, by the time this goes out, we would this podcast is eleven years old. Um, yeah. On the eighteenth of March, um, so so yeah, happy birthday to us! But we yeah, over the last um, eleven years, we've seen an awful lot of Warriors of the Deep. Haven't we? <laughs> we have. <laughs> oh um, crikey! Um, included the Target novelisation as well. So. Yes. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. As soon as you 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 read the word Merka, if you've seen Warriors of the Deep, that's what that's what pops up in your mind. And, um, and it's I, it, it, I can't get it out of my head about how um, how slow and and lumbering and and crap it looks. Basically, I think that's the that's the problem. Um, I have to say, I didn't. I thought they actually did manage to get. I thought they did that quite well, actually. In my opinion, the the attack on the the boat I thought was actually quite well done, and the Doctor's failed attempt at um, fire using fire to stop it. Mm. I thought was. Was well done in the terms of pricking his pompousness. That actually, oh yeah, it does that as well. Yeah, it does. It does this actually, sorry, does do a good job at, at pricking at the balloon of his pomposity quite, quite well actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean to be honest, if he was had all these forbidden programs, these things he was breeding, sort of, I thought they went to be sort of biomechanical as well, weren't they? Some they, they mentioned at the, at the beginning. You, you oh. could have had. You could have anything other than the Merka, really, but I think it was just a nice sort of callback, really, to a. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say fondly remembered Doctor Who monster, but some people do look back on it fondly. I I don't, but uh, there you are. There you are. We we may have to reevaluate this in a month's time as well, you know. Well, yeah. We we. It, it, is there going to be a Merka in Legends of the Sea or the Sea Devils? Do it. Do, do, yeah. Do we? Do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, Who why knows? not? Well, they can do it now, couldn't they? They can do it now, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they had the technology. They can rebuild him. (laughs) I don't think there's going to be a call-out to those two gentlemen again, is there, to to don the costume? Well, they've got to be in the 90s now, unless they do it in a Zimmer frame each or something. (laughs) But, um, yeah, yeah. I I think the other thing that didn't work for me either was the characters of, of Emilio and Greta. Only from the point of view was the accents that the actors adopted. Yes. Um, it was fairly generic Spanish 
Well, I, to some points, I didn't, I didn't actually really confirm what accent they were going for. It, it was just, no. you know, I think it was it Spanish, Mexican. You know, it was all a little bit of each there. And at one moment, I thought, is, is it going to be their Dolmio day? Yeah. At, at one point, um, yeah. I mean, I, I do think yeah, the, there was almost a cheer when the Merca got Greta. <laughs> <laughs> she got killed by green paint, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, so yeah, I wasn't particularly infused with those two characters. I, I, I really wasn't. Not, not the character; it was, it was just the the accents didn't sort of didn't hit home at all. To be honest, now you've given me this image now of the Merca from Warriors of the Deep attacking one of the figures from the Dolmio advert. <laughs> one, of the, one of those felt puppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! No, it's um. Yeah, I, I was sort of yeah a bit dis- sort of disappointed with the uh, with the cod, uh, the cod accents again. Um, however, I thought the rest of the the, the cast were quite um, quite good. I thought um, Miles Richardson as Charles Darwin was good. I think he, he got he, he got the the scientific curiosity across really yeah. well, um, and also when when all these when all these sort of theories are sort of both sort of like turned on their head. As well, I thought was were, were quite it was quite well done, um, and and yeah, and the whole heading to if this isn't tr- if this is true, then where is God? Yeah, sort of thing. I think worked quite well as a story. Yeah, storyline. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, I thought the Captain Fitzroy character was good. It also, was Governor Lawson as well? Actually, um, I thought he made he made a, a, a sort of suitable villain or, or sort of the Silurian's lickspittle, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was okay. To, to be honest, I, I mean, it's, it was, it's, it's a four-part story, um, this one. It's written by Jonathan Morris. Um, it was his first story for Big It finish, was, it? yes, indeed, indeed. Um, I, I think he's written better. I, I wouldn't say this this was a a classic Big Finish story for, for the 6E and uh, Evening Smythe. No. Actually. But, but, it, but it's, it, it's a... I mean, to be honest, had... I, I do think it suffers from the fact that, to a large extent, Silurian stories all follow the same pattern. Uh, unfortunately, you, you, you're right. They do, don't they? They do. If, you know, if you go to Hungry Earth, is basically the Silurians redone again, isn't it? Mm. With better, with better makeup and. Well, that that's debatable, actually. But <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, it's been, could, I mean could... what is going to be interesting is is what they do. How they do something different with the sea devils coming up, or if they do do something different with the sea devils coming up. Well, yeah, exactly, so, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, one of the things they did in this story, they used the exact same um, vocal effects for the Silurians, and also the same sound effects when they're using their third eye, as well yeah. as, as they used in the, the in the Pertwee story. So that was that was good. It's, it's interesting though they sort of mixed up the the whole Silurian thing between the Peter Davison. Era Silurians and and the and the Pertwee Silurians because you you obviously they've dragged the Merca from Davison, but they've used the, the original even on the on the, the front cover of of the um the big Finnish CD case, it's the original Silurian design, not not the Warriors of the Deep Silurian design. Yeah. So oh. yeah, so they 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 sort of used sort of mixture of the two there. I mean I mean to be honest, yeah, I mean it's easy to say yeah the first. The first Silurians were the best Silurians, and I—I I just think they were actually. I just don't think they were 
that there's a lot of problems with with the production royals of the deep um and i think that's what harms them there's nothing wrong with updating the vocal effects and the costumes and and that kind of thing but um the whole third eye thing was sidestepped wasn't it in warriors of the deep yeah it just flashed when they talked for some reason um which was yeah like it was a sort of dalek eyes or something that that was yeah. just yeah it was just bring them back didn't really know what to do with them or how to you know or what came before but uh hang on. i'm talking like some bitter old doctor who fan there i know no yeah. change change is bad but uh yeah yeah but it's not, get, it's not get, what i mean it's just the production was crap anyway get, yes, getting back to let's get back let's get back, back to blood to, size is, yes 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 i have to say i did like the relationship and the storyline between tulok and shivak mm. um from the obvious friendship at the start yeah. Even when he's fa- Tulok's found spoilers, we know, but obviously <laughs> we've already he's found disclaimer out. Yeah, he's found guilty. It's Shivak that saves him. Yeah. To which he repays by killing the the rest of them. Mm. Um, and then there the growing their realization by Shivak that Tulok must be stopped. Actually, mm. the, the the Silurian Council that found him guilty was actually right. Yeah. And actually, quite sad with the way her character, the demise of her that character. Yeah, because it, it was that case. It was all sort of you know in two minds all the time. Right? I mean, yeah. until it was too late, really, because you know yeah. she basically didn't. She refused to sort of let the doctor go or or help her. I mean, she she you thought for a moment she was going to when they had their little conversation mm. in the laboratory. Um, well, I don't, then, I don't think that's because. Because thought the doctor was wrong, but just actually wrongly thought could handle the situation herself. Yeah, and she couldn't, unfortunately. No. Yeah, yeah. As I say, she realised until it was too late that she, you know, she did need yeah. um, some 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 help to to achieve it. But uh, but yeah, but I think yeah. that actually is is this it that their story is actually the thing that takes this above or or, or out f- from the shadow of the. Silurians. Mm. Um, Wasn't that, so it's a different this, sort. Of... It's a different. Yeah, I mean, what didn't the um? Well, there was some sort of. I say that wasn't similar really because in the Silurians you had, I can't. Well, didn't have. I can't remember what the names were, but he he killed the leader, didn't he? That that's yeah. the matter. And he said, "Look, now I'm the leader," and, and and that was, that was it. So it was. No, it wasn't sort of. Yeah, you had Silurians killing Silurians to you know to further their own ends, but um. Yeah, this sort of turned it on its head because this was based on the person but, who saved him, really, wasn't yeah, it? Who spared it, his it, life? It was, yeah. It was the the sad turning of a relationship, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, that point of view, it was um, that that was different. That was certainly different. Um, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because there it was enjoyable, but it, it wasn't. It's, it's certainly not my. It's not one of my favourite big finish stories that I've listened to. No, I mean, I, I, I suspect anyone coming to this story having not seen the Silurians will actually probably enjoy it a lot more than than we did because yeah. you come to it as an original story without the the knowledge of previous incarnations of Silurians and Merkers and whatever. I'm sure <laughs> you're, I'm sure you'll actually enjoy this story, and this story is perfectly um, 
acceptable. I want to say acceptable, but better than acceptable. But you know, it's yeah, it's uh, that was almost I, down with faint praise there. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. I mean, yeah, yeah considering consider you enjoyed it more than I did, but uh, but uh, yeah, as I, I say, found I'm, it acceptable. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I didn't at the end of listening to it think, oh, that's. That's two hours of my life. I'm not getting back. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no. I certainly didn't think that. I certainly didn't think that. I thought it was um, a, a nice idea to sort of tie the Silurians in, like an alternative take on hmm. the evolution of the Earth, in with Charles Darwin. Yeah, actually, yeah. I thought that was that was in that was interesting. Maybe I, I think maybe they missed a trick by not having Darwin interact more with the Silurians rather than sort of it was the Doctor with the Silurians. All the time, um, to a certain extent, yeah, yeah. I think they might have missed a trick there. I really do, but but it, yeah. I mean, hey, I, mean, I think they still think they, they used, you know, that you know a real life person rather well. Um, and you consider how important he is. Um, yeah, in, I mean, in, I mean in, in the grand scheme of things, as well, Charles Darwin. So, I mean, you know. when when you think about it, I mean, the whole Sil- the the bedrock of Silurian stories is the evolution of apes into men. Yes, indeed. So, who better to have a character from history than Darwin? Then Darwin, yeah. So, yeah, and I think they did handle it. You didn't feel... I didn't feel that they shoehorned him in. No, they so didn't. I think, so, I think you've got to say that that was then well written, because it must have been so easy for that to to happen. Yeah. For it to actually just feel like, oh, you've just written a story and now you're adding the extra character. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even so much as if you think of how the new series has used Dickens or Agatha Christie, Mm. it didn't feel this was less of a this was this was such a more natural uh, natural selection. No, this was much (laughs) a a more natural. Natural fitting in of a character from history than those. Well, yeah, exactly. I think the, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's the whole, as, as we said, the theory, theory of evolution, um, which, mm. you know, is so important, and it's it's the bedrock of everything we we you know we believe in now, um, so scientifically anyway. Um, but I, I think you're right. Well, I mean, certainly what they did with Agatha Christie. Uh, that was just a, a lot of jokes about, you know, um, her book titles, trying to shoehorn them in, into the dialogue. Yeah. And then explaining why she disappeared for that, that length of time. Um, yeah, th- th- yeah, you're right. This does work a hell of a lot better. It really does. At least yeah. it, it connects. This... Yeah. It does connect. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I also hey, quite oh, like the idea, the fact that they actually just at the end said... It may be a better, good idea for you not to. There wasn't any clever wiping of memory or mm. anything like that. It just literally, you might be best not to mention this. And well, yeah, of course we won't want to mention this because otherwise we'll just be considered madmen. <laughs> yeah, precisely. I think yeah, it was almost like Darwin wanted to save his reputation because he was just beginning to build his reputation at this point, yeah. wasn't he? So um, yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, I, I I do like that. It just sort of like for for the sake of his own career, he kept yeah. quiet, really, wasn't it? So. Yeah. What what point in when you're trying to actually, effectively, you're saying, 
they're probably the, the Bible is, is 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 a fiction. Do you also drop in the and there are lizard men under the earth, <laughs> <laughs> and they want to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Some people believe that now, Paul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if they want to redo. If they you know, want to redo the... presenters wear purple tracksuits yeah, for arguments. I was going to say, yeah, yeah if they're going to if they're going to bring a real character into another Silurian story, there's somebody out there, isn't there, ready? <laughs> yeah, it's not a work of fiction for him, though, is it? No. <laughs> he comes oh, with his own script, I think. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah, it really is in his own mind. Bloody hell. Yes. Oh dear. Well, I think on that note, Paul. Um, yes. As, <laughs> as we dragged in some really ropey conspiracy theorists into the conversation, I mean that's a good time to end our, our little yes. discussion on uh, blood ties. But uh, no, I, I think just to finish off, I, I think really just say yeah, go and listen to it. It is a good story. It is good. Mm. Um, just don't. I, I mean, to me, I, I, I just didn't think it was wonderful. I didn't think it was outstanding. It was no. Um, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. As Paul it said, acceptable. <laughs> It, it wasn't getting into the top ten of big Finnish stories for me. No, but no, no, it, no. But it probably, pro- probably not in the the bottom ten either. So, no, probably not. But uh, no, no, certainly not the bottom ten. Certainly not. No. But, uh, anyway, anyway, so that's uh, that just about wraps that up um, for this particular episode. So, um, as you previously mentioned, Paul and I'll be back in April uh, when we're going to be talking about new Doctor Who. Legends of the Sea Devils, we hope. Yes, indeed. Um, But in between then, Scott will be back. Uh, He'll be joining me uh, for another audio commentary. Um, He's decided he wants to do Legopolis this time. Um, So that's going to be interesting for me trying to explain to him about recursion and block transfer computation. (laughs) Yes. Explain that to a nine-year-old. Bloody hell. Yeah, but that that'd be good. Now, he, he oh enjoyed... come on, you already you already do his maths homework for him, so that should. Be oh fine. yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I just got my abacus out and I'm ready to go, and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the questions are: When am I ever going to use block <laughs> transfer computation <laughs> again? Yeah. <laughs> in my in my life, come dad, name me one time. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. So, so that's that's the coming between uh, Paul and I's return. Um, but so if if it, if it transpires that um, Legends of the Sea Devils is not on over Easter, it won't be airing till say like the May Day bank holiday for argument's sake. Uh, then we will be talking about Enlightenment. But so I'm yes. pretty certain it's going to be Legends of the yeah, Sea Devils. I think be, that's yeah. going to be the yeah, yeah it's going to be the, so. the Easter special. So uh, so there we go then. So that's it then. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye for me, Paul. Goodbye. Thank you for listening if you don't want to miss the show please don't forget to subscribe to us on apple podcasts and if you get time please also give us a review you can also listen to our podcast via our website which you can find at www.whos-he-podcast.co.uk and you can also listen to us on spotify google podcasts amazon music 
Player FM and TuneIn. If you'd like to leave us some feedback about the show, please visit us on our Twitter account, which is who's underscore he underscore podcast. And can also find us on Facebook, just looking up the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. Thank you.